Have you done a, a interview? Like, have you ever talked about your epilepsy before? Yeah. Okay. All right. So everybody, we have Felicia here, and she. I actually met Felicia through Instagram. Go figure. I meet a majority of my epilepsy friends on Instagram. Um, but today I have her here, and I just want to chat a little bit about um, her epilepsy and seizures and with a little caveat and that's, uh, CBD. So I kind of really want, if you don't mind, I want you to kind of talk about how CBD has helped your seizures because I get a lot of questions about that. Now, you know, we both are not medical professionals, so we can, we cannot give medical advice, but what we can do is share our story and how different medicines have helped us, right? So, Felicia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name's Felicia. I am a mom to four boys. Three of them are teenagers, and then I have an eight-year-old who's autistic. Um, I was first diagnosed when I was 16, um, and I was on medication for many, many years. I got off of medicine about five years ago. Um, and I, I weaned, I did it myself. I was very irritated with my doctors. They just weren't listening to me. It was, um, you must not be taking your medicine right because you're still having seizures. It has to be something you're doing. It's not us. Um, and I wasn't getting any relief, but I was having all those awful side effects that come with uh, anti-seizure medications. Uh, so about five years ago, I weaned myself off and uh, just did research on how foods affect it, how exercise affects it, how stress affects it, sleep affects it. I just, I did a lot, a lot of research and I changed my lifestyle. I became very, very strict with the food that I was putting into my body, very strict with making sure that I got the sleep that my body needed, uh, very strict with, tried to be strict with stress or anything that would make me, uh, extra upset or just uh, extra stressed out. Um, and I was able to be three years seizure free doing it that way. Um, and like I said, about a year ago, my seizures changed. I was diagnosed when I was 16 with juvenile myoclonic seizures. Um, so I have like the grand mal seizures, um, the full blown right. seizures that are just got awful. Um, but about a year ago, they changed. Um, it was really weird. Um, like I said, I'm not a doctor. I haven't seen a doctor since five years ago when I decided to step away from the doctors. Um, so I don't know what kind these are, but they're, um, they're very small. Like it's like the twitches and the blacking out for like a few seconds, but it happens like every minute. And it'll last for a couple of days. So it's kind of just like a constant twitching episode. I don't ever go into a full-blown, what I call a seizure. Um, it's just these little blackouts that I do. Um, and that was happening quite frequently. Um, 
and I was getting very frustrated because I didn't, I didn't want to go back to the doctor and be put back on medications. Um, you know, so I tried playing with my foods and I came across the CBD and I had tried it before and it didn't help. So I did a little, I dug deeper and decided to kind of learn more about CBD um, and how some are different and a lot of them are um, different qualities. Uh, so I, you know, partnered with this company that the CBD helped me. I would take it uh, once in the morning, once in the evening, and I've now been six months seizure free. Um, and so that's kind of like my getting into CBD story. Right. So let's rewind a little bit. What medicine did they originally put you on when you were 16 to, to help your juvenile journey? I originally, um, they started me on uh, Depakote, Dilate. Okay. I've been on Lamictal. I've been on Keppra. Um, I've been on. So Depakote is usually not good for, for women because that means you should not have children while you're taking it. And yeah. you have high schoolers. So I do. So how was it? Did they, were you taking your medicine up until you were pregnant and then uh, did they change it? They actually did not change it. They lowered my dose and I didn't learn this till later, mm -hmm. um, but they, they lowered my dose. They, when I first got diagnosed, this is why, I don't know if I've talked to you about it before, but I, I really want to get more involved with the epilepsy community because when I was diagnosed they just like flat out was like, you have epilepsy, you'll never be able to live on your own. You can't have children. You can't drive. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like your life's right. over. Were you in, were you in Louisville? Yes. So you've lived here for a while. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I just moved here five and a half years ago. So when I, I mean, I was never really, I don't remember being diagnosed because I was diagnosed when I was born. <laughs> like I've always had seizures. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I had a break. So, um, yeah, me and you haven't talked about this before, but so yeah, I had seizures when I was born in the NICU. I was I was a preemie, and then I took a break until like kindergarten, and then I had one then, and then I didn't have another one until I was twenty two and pregnant, or twenty one and pregnant. So like the my neurologist then thought I outgrew it because typically, or not typically, sometimes children can outgrow it. And, right. uh, but I don't remember what the quote unquote diagnosis was back then. My mom doesn't remember. It was the eighties, you know, they didn't really talk about anything. Right. Um, but I just know she, she's told me now that she was pretty scared, um, you know, scared witnessing the seizure and, um, yeah, but like now I'm the same page as you. I mean, I go once a year because I feel like I have to, and, um, but I've, I, I have not been on medicine since March of 2019 and I weaned myself off. I have been seizure free for almost six years. I'm oh. sorry for six years. It will be seven years in January. So oh. for me, it's kind of like I was getting the side effects of the medicine too. And I didn't like the way it felt. So I, right. I completely understand that. Um, but again, it's like everybody has to do their own research and I definitely don't recommend doing that. Um, 
Right. And we're kind of rebels in that aspect of it. But again, we both have been seizure free for a while. So there's a little bit of a difference than per someone just completely cold turkey off the medicine um, just because they want to, you know, and their side right. effects. Um, so now, so now you're saying you have these like kind of episodes, but for the most part, you're, you're like, so after they told you your life was over pretty much, what, what did you do after that? Um, I was 16 and from what I can remember, um, my, my parents just took, you know, what the doctor said, you're not going to be able to do this. You're not gonna be able to do that. You know, you've got to take this medicine. Like you need to accept this reality. And at the time I was 16, I was 16 hormonal teenager. Um, I was angry. So probably for the first two or three years that I had seizures, I didn't take my medicine. Um, I thought it was, I didn't understand it. They didn't give us a lot of information. You know, it, it was just like, this is what it is. Um, there wasn't any support or support groups or a lot of people that knew much about it. Um, it was just like, listen to what your doctor says. Your doctor says you can't do this, so you can't do it. Take your medicine and, you know, just deal with it. Um, so for quite a few years, I rebelled against the medicine. I would take it sometimes and sometimes I wouldn't. I went into a deep depression. Um, I was very angry. I didn't understand why I had this because for me back then they said, you know, it's either hereditary or like brain trauma. I didn't have either. So it was kind of like this mystery of I have this, but there's no explanation as to why I have this. I just woke up one day and started seizing. Yeah, and that's pretty common. I mean, they they say about 75, I think, 75% of people, their diagnosis, there's, there's no reason why. The yeah. cause is unknown. Um, so for me, we actually not, it, it's been probably about three, three, two, two or three years now where I had, I had one of those like super, were they super high tech MRIs? Mm -hmm. and they inject you with this I, I call it the stuff that makes you glow right <laughs> and then <laughs> um it showed that I do have brain damage in my uh temporal lobe which is where you store memory so I have a lot of memory issues and um and that's what he thinks that's why he thinks I have temporal lobe epilepsy um and the and the damage could be from when I was a preemie you know, and I was in the NICU right. with oxygen, blah, blah, blah. So like, who knows? But like, I was just telling my mom yesterday, um, for me, the reason, well, now, now that I'm past it, the reason why I have seizures is irrelevant because there's no cure, you know, right. but for the newly diagnosed, I can understand why that would be really frustrating, especially with the lack of communication and the lack of education. Yeah. You know, there's, did your doctor tell you about SUDEP? No. So this is what's crazy to me. I didn't learn a lot of things until I decided to do the research myself. I was never told about SUDEP and I learned about SUDEP about four years ago when I kept diving deeper into the research. I was yeah. never told about SUDEP ever. Yeah. And actually World SUDEP Day is in two days. So I'll have like a whole bonus 
um, episode on it where I talked about it. I'm just going to like repost it again. But yeah, my doctor never told me about it either. And it wasn't until, oh, man, probably when I really started advocating and, and I became seizure first aid certified that I learned about it. And I mean, one of the biggest reasons why there's, well, at least what they tell you is if you miss medication is you can die from SUDEP the more seizures you have and the reason could be missed medication. So for someone hearing about that and then hearing that me and you don't take medicine, this pilot's probably like, whoa, what are you guys doing? Um, but right. the fact, I mean, the fact that the doctor hasn't never told you, um, this, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things I think that needs to change for sure. Now, oh, so, so talk a little bit about um, cause, so, cause I know in Kentucky, since we both live in Kentucky, like you cannot drive after for three months after you've had a seizure. So now that you've been six months seizure free, you can drive. But when you started diving into the education and the research, um, what types of CBD did you see? Cause there's so many and people ask all the time what like my advice on it so talk a little bit about that like what was the stuff that you tried that did not work and what was the difference between the stuff that is working for you now um so what i have found is because i've tried a few different brands i can't remember the names but a lot of the cbd companies use fillers and additives like it'll be a certain cbd strain but then they mix it with oil and so it lessens the potency of it. Um, some of them use stevia leaves. It lessens the potency of it. And I didn't understand that that could affect it. So when I was getting like the lower dosage of CBD, even though it was like 500 milligrams should have helped me, it was still super low potency. So you're not getting as much as you think you're getting. And so when I found this company, they didn't use fillers, additives, oils, sugars, different things like that. So it affected me differently. Um, and that's what I, and there's a certain way that you have to take CBD. You can take it a wrong way. We already have a, um, the receptors in our body. We have a cannabinoid system in our body and the way the CBD works, it kind of opens up that that receptor um so you can shock your system like if you take too much so there's a very specific way that you have to take it and you have to take it consistently it is very much uh works best when it's in your system like you don't you can't take it right before you're getting ready to have the seizure you're not going to see any effects from it it definitely works best when you take it every day and it's it's consistently in your system right and you have to give it a little bit of time to build up Right. Okay. So you found that, so the, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that when you're looking at the ingredients, make number one, make sure you look at the ingredients and don't just buy something based on the label or the name, but make right. sure that it doesn't have any fillers. Like I've also seen that a lot of companies use like majority like hemp oil. So they try to confuse hemp with cannabis or cannibal, cannabinoid or cannab, you know, cannabis CBD. Right. Um, so they try to confuse the two and a lot of people aren't educated that there is a difference between the two of them. 
Right. Um, so to make sure that the fillers are not that. Um, and then also for uh, the person who's trying to really watch their diet, I would not recommend getting something with any type of sugar in it, right? Because like if right. you're trying to do keto, if you have any type of sugars, it's going to kick you out of ketosis, which could have the seizures come back and you're not mm. trying to not trying to do that. So are, so you mentioned earlier that you really cleaned up your diet and exercise. So talk to, talk a little bit about that. Are you? Yeah. Um, so I follow the keto diet, but I'm not strict with it. Um, if that makes sense. And so to explain that is like, I follow it as far as like the high fats, but like, I don't, I don't focus on like getting into ketosis. It's, um, for me, for my lifestyle, it just wasn't something I could do financially cooking for the, the, my, I have four boys, there's six of us. So it just didn't work. So I have been able to figure out what works for me. And so I focus on the high fats, the meats, the cheeses, bacon. Um, and I do really, really well with it. Um, I was eating horribly. I tried, I went vegan for a little bit. I did vegetarian for a little bit. Um, and what I'm doing now, I loosely follow the keto diet. I'm, does that make sense? I'm not strict. Like I'm not one of those strict keto people, but that's the diet that I follow. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I do is I focus more on like the brain foods. So like right. having a good dose of MCT oil, like making sure I have a lot of vitamin C and, and the B vitamins, cause those are really, really good for your brain. Um, yes. and then like, this she does me really well. Yeah. So like, so my husband, <laughs> he doesn't like fish in the house, but making sure there's other good healthy fats that you eat. Now, of course, when you're eating healthy fats, you, your body prefers those. So if you're eating super amount of healthy fats and then you eat a lot of carbs with it, your body's just going to store the carbs because they're burning through the fat energy, which right. is the whole point of that. So you kind of, if you're trying to lose weight, you like, you really don't want to eat too much of both. But like for me, I have moderate carbs as well. So like, I, yeah, I may, I mostly focus on the brain food. So like yeah. bulletproof coffee in the mornings and all of that good stuff. Right. Um, and that's like one of the first things that I folk, that I work with my clients on that I help the, the women with epilepsy that I, you know, I do the mindset coaching with them. We talk a lot about nutrition and, you know, and one of the biggest things is making sure you're eating a good, healthy foods diet. Like if you, um, like with my kids, I talk, we talk about go foods versus woe foods. I mean, this is like preschool stuff, but it makes sense now. I mean, you right. want to have the good healthy foods before you have like the fun foods and cause it makes you feel better and drinking, yeah. drinking a lot of water. You know, I moving. can't even, when people are like, Oh, I've missed Chick-fil-A. I want to like, I don't even want fast food. Because when I went like vegan and vegetarian, I felt so good. Like I love vegetables. It, it makes me feel so good. And then like I had a lazy day and I was like, oh, I'll have McDonald's. I haven't had McDonald's in like six months. And I felt horrible. 
like just one cheat meal with fast food made me feel miserable. And I was like, never again. Yeah. So like, I don't even crave that stuff anymore. I'd much rather have a cooked meal at home than any sort of fast food. Well, now Chick-fil-A, I, I love Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do eat the Cobb salads there. So, I mean, there is an exception now McDonald's and all of that other garbage. No, no way. Yeah. Not for me, at least. I mean, sometimes I let my kids have happy meals as a treat or whatever, but for the most part, we don't do fast food. Yeah. I've watched uh, way too many documentaries. <laughs> so I am very, yeah. people come to my house and I'm like, you shouldn't eat that. And they're like, why? And I'm like, let me tell you. Yeah, but I mean, for, for someone, especially with a brain, you know, our brains don't want to work to our advantage, you have to really be mindful of what you're putting in your body and how you're moving your body. So not only do we need to drink a lot of water and eat healthy foods, but we also need to move our body every day. So Absolutely. it sounds like me and you are on the same page with that. And yeah. Um, yeah, so what about your kids? I mean, your kids are older and have they ever seen you have a seizure? Well, they've, they've seen me have a lot. So you brought up the driving thing. I've actually made a choice not to drive. Okay. Um, that's just a personal choice myself. Because um, I do, I can go three years without having a seizure and then one will come out of nowhere. I don't feel an aura like some people. I don't have a hint that it's going to happen. Um and so the last time I went like three years without a seizure, I had just separated from my late husband and was taking my kids to daycare and YMCA. And then I was going to work. I dropped off my six month old at daycare. I was sitting at a stop sign to take my other son to the YMCA for the day. And I was sitting at the stop sign. And the next thing I know, I drive straight into the corner of a house and my son was taken in a helicopter and I was taken to the hospital. We were both in the hospital for about a month. Um, I completely shattered my shoulder and split open my head. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a rotator cuff. I don't have a ball joint in my shoulder. My son hurt his face. Luckily he didn't break anything. Um, he just had some bumps and bruises. Um, so for oh, well. me, I just, that's terrifying to me to not be able to know that I can be okay and then it can pop up out of nowhere. So for me, it's just a choice that I have decided that I'm not, unless I go like 20 years without a seizure, I just don't see myself ever driving again after experiencing that. Yeah, that's got to be so scary. Waking up in the yeah. hospital and your son in a different room or whatever and not knowing that's yeah, I don't blame you at all. And like, fortunately, now you can do things like Uber and Lyft right. and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So my kids have seen me have several, several seizures. Mine were never controlled, even though JME is supposedly one of the easiest controlled epilepsies. Mine was never controlled on medicine, not even the slightest bit. Um, you know, I remember, uh, standing there getting ready to vacuum and I just collapsed and had a full blown grand mal seizure in front of both of my kids. And they both thought I died, um, cause they were little, yeah. uh, you know, and so it's very scary for them. The older I, the older they've gotten, they're super sweet with it now. Like if I'm not feeling good or I'm fatigued, they're just like, mom, go lay down, mom, go lay down. Like, it's okay. We got this. Go lay down. Take it easy. 
Um, so they're, they're super sweet about it now, but as little kids, I hated them having to see me like that or explaining to them, I can't take you guys to the park because I can't drive. Um, so they, I, they're stronger because of it. I, I try to find the good in my epilepsy that I think that's the only thing that gets me through it. I hate that my kids had to see me like that, but at the same time, I feel like it's made them stronger, more compassionate humans. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's got to be tough seeing that. I mean, LJ tells me that he's seen one of my seizures before, and it was pretty, actually, he's seen two. Um, one of the, I just the other day, I asked him what his first memory was, and yeah, his first memory was of me having a seizure Aww. when he was two. Like, first of all, how does he remember that? He's two. Like, I thought you were supposed to remember that. And, the, but you know, like, so when I heard that, my heart just sank. But at the same time, like now, since I'm a first aid educator, like he knows what to do. Yeah. Like he, you know, he knows who to call. I mean, now he has his own phone because he's in high school, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm going to do the same thing with my littles too. But hopefully, I mean, I've been knock on wood, right? Like I've been seizure free for so long that hopefully it continues. But I mean, the same, I do have auras. Um, fortunately, like for me, I have a splitting headache for like a whole entire week. And then I also get that nasty, like metallic taste in my mouth. Now I don't know, like, I, I don't know, like right before it happens, but for the most part, I can, I can gauge it. Um, but yeah, so your kids, you have children old enough to drive now though, right? Like, yeah, my, I have a 17 year old. Yeah. Yeah. So he's driving now so he could be your chauffeur if necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there anything, what I, I mostly like talk and ask my guests, um, like you said that you don't, want your epilepsy to you know and so like you said before like you don't really want it to be like a negative thing and you want to really help out with the community um if you were to talk to someone that is newly diagnosed like a lot of a lot of my listeners are newly diagnosed and they're scared and they're worried and they think their life is over so for as someone that was told that your life is over by your doctor when you were in high school um, what is something that you would tell like your former self or tell someone that's listening to this? Like if they're yeah. super scared, what would, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, if I could go back to myself, I, I would just say that you are stronger than, you know, um, I wish somebody would have said that to me. I know it, it, it's hard. It's a lot to take in, especially at that age. Um, but that you can still achieve so many great things. You know, I don't drive. I don't go a lot of places. I'm pretty much a homebody. Um, but I'm still chasing my dreams and doing things that I never thought were even possible. Um, and it's taking a lot of mindset training, <laughs> um to get to this place where i'm at now uh so i would just say you know love yourself enough to know that you are strong enough to get through this and you can still accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish and maybe 
maybe it might not be something that like, cause I went to nursing school. I wanted to be a nurse. Um, and I did it for a couple of months and I just kept having grand mal seizures after grand mal seizures. Um, so even though I can't do it in that field, I'm able to help people and connect with people in a different way. So just being open to, um, having to change things up a little bit, but not completely giving up on your dream. Yeah, I think that's so important. And just to be like how you mentioned the mindset work, like that's what I work with people on so much is if you can just focus on the good and focus on your future and where you want to go from there. I mean, that's like all you could ask for. I mean, epilepsy or not, right? If you want to just move forward and be the, be better than you were yesterday, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Mindset is huge. Um, I've, I've really grown into the mindset work I, it's one of my passions. It has completely changed my life. Um, and I know that sounds silly or crazy by self-affirmations, by journaling, by telling myself that I'm beautiful and I'm worth it, but it works. Oh yeah. I don't think it's crazy at all. <laughs> I do it too. On the positive and, um, you know, for me, I, um, Speaking about epilepsy and sharing my story is so, so important to me. That's why when you asked me, I was just like, oh my gosh, yes. Because, you know, I do the MLM and I'm super passionate about CBD and I love helping people. But at the end of the day, um, I want to be a huge epilepsy advocate. I would love to start my own foundation and speak at high schools and host events. There's just not a lot here in Kentucky. Um, I went to the epilepsy, one of the epilepsy, I think it's Epilepsy Foundation of Kentuckiana or something. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the events and there was no events. There was no support groups. Um, so I just think it's really important for us to spread the awareness, educate people, have those support things, have those, those places where we can go to because there just wasn't anybody that knew what I was going through or understood um, and I felt so alone. And when you're going through something like this, so alone, it's really hard to, to see the good, to see that you can accomplish great things, that you can still have a very quality life. Um, so I've just, I've made it my mission to turn my mess into a message in hopes that I if I could just change one person's life or help them in some way, then, um, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. That's my, that's my mission. Yeah, for sure. And I did start a support group for Louisville locals. Um, and we meet like every quarter, so I can send you that information. Um, it's not, huge you know and a lot of the times the things that the foundation offers is you know during the day so for working adults is not really feasible but we do have like a once a quarter I'm going to try to get it to be monthly uh, meeting for the evening so for people who are um, you know who can't make it during the day because they work for sure I mean that would be ideal but I'll send you more information on that yeah for sure I'd love that Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for everything. Um, and where can people find you? 
if they're interested. They can find me on Facebook at Felicia and Lynn, uh, Instagram, felicia.a.warner. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Um, awesome. I, I love TikTok. It's more of a, a fun thing for me. Um, but I am on TikTok. I do some fun things, some mindset things, uh, epilepsy videos. Um, you can find me there on at uh, Bullet Bulletproof Mindset Gal. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all my socials. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, and I'll put that in the notes too. Thanks for listening, you guys. As always, I would love for you to write a review for me. Um, go ahead and screenshot this and share it to your social media and tag me. It's at 1in26podcast, and I will reshare it as well as give you guys a shout out. Again, thanks so much for your support, and stay tuned for next week in the 1in26podcast.